Welcome, everybody, to Real Talk Radio. This is your boy, Justin JLB, and we are at that season once again, folks. We are at Big Brother season. This time, Big Brother Canada has come to play after their issue last season with the whole pandemic. They are finally back, and uh, we are going to recap with you the first episode, the premiere episode, introducing all the house guests along with night two. I, of course, I am not here alone. I am here with one of my BB fanatics, CC. How goes hey. it? Hey, hey, it goes well. It goes well. Thank you for inviting me back. This is awesome. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're watching it. Might as well talk about it. You know, we're all excited. And uh, yeah, should be a good time. So I had almost forgotten that Big Brother Canada was starting early in March, um, I had randomly saw that the sneak pictures for the house was released like a few days before. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that might have been the time that it was released anyways. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a big brother happening. <laughs> and so I just got instantly excited, a surprise excite. And uh, yeah, so it started off with a nice little like intro, the sequel, you know, because they weren't able to finish last season. And um, they basically mentioned that it was going to be, Arissa mentioned that it was going to be a little different uh, for the first few weeks um, because simply it was going to start off into teams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's remember that usually BB can shows up kind of earlier in the winter time. So it was a little bit of a springtime surprise. We weren't 100% mm-hmm. sure it was going to happen. But yeah, the twist of uh, we're starting in teams, little pulling from uh, some other reality shows uh, to try to mix it up a little bit at the start here, which is awesome. That's it. Pulling a little survivor out of their hat, if you will. Maybe. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think U.S. has ever done a teams thing. I think it's more of just been you're in alliances and alliances. They have. They have. So they brought in team captains, but they did four teams. So not two teams. They had four. That's when um, Boogie and Dan came back. And I'm shamefully not remembering the other team captains. It has been done in the U.S., though. Okay, fair enough. So not totally original, but still haven't seen it for quite some time. Yeah, it's been Yeah, it's certainly, yeah, it's been, that's it. I didn't even remember it. So, uh, yeah, but at least that's kind of cool. Change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it it was announced that uh, apparently we, we got to vote on who the team captains uh, were going to be. But I obviously oh, good. didn't get to vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I didn't even know there was a team vote. Like, did I miss this? Is this a hoax or was there actually a vote? There was actually a vote. I went and fact-checked people <laughs> to make just sure don't trust them already Jesus. already i don't trust them no no fair <laughs> enough and so it was revealed to us that tina and kiefer were going to be the team captains and they show us a little like video package on them um kiefer is uh i probably should have had these in the notes but key it was interesting because kiefer is i believe one of the first native um uh, I forgot his tribe, but he's one of the first uh, native house guests to have been on Big Brother. So I thought that was an interesting um, way to bring Kiefer in. And he's from British Columbia. And um, I believe he said it was a graphic designer. I don't necessarily. I could always click think, on his name I think here. it's Tina who's the graphic designer. Yeah, um, Kiefer, yeah, I think he's the He's a radio second. host. He's just like yeah. Moab. He's a radio yeah. host, yeah. Um, second First Nations, I believe, other Canada. Oh, second. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, but and nice little representation there between the two of them. Yeah, that's it. So, and he seems cool. He seems very down to earth. That's always great. Uh, Tina, on the other hand, she's from Newfoundland, <coughs> mm-hmm. which is uh, always fun. I'm down to hear some Newfoundland, 
Newfoundland slang in the Big Brother house because I find it always very interesting, very different from the rest of Canada. It's essential um, to BB Can. Anybody who's it, new to this season, essential. You need to have your you need to have your new fee. You need to for sure. <laughs> They've it. always had one. Always. One. <laughs> uh, and she is the graphic designer, and we yeah. find out that she's also um, a lesbian. It was mentioned she's been with her wife for 20 years. And, uh, yeah, she, she's looking forward to playing the Big Brother game. And we find out that they go into the house right away. And uh, they're locked into a room because they are going to... They, that's when they get announced that they are now team captains. And uh, they will get to watch the house guests come in. But there will be no sound involved. Um, yeah, so something we- I'm liking that. Yeah. yeah, can we just talk for a moment how Canadian this vote was? Because if we look to the rest of the cast, which maybe we'll get to later, um, this is very clearly a Canadian pick, um, protecting those who are the most interesting but may not last the first couple weeks. Um, very Canadian, coast to coast. So we got some from BC, we got some from Newfoundland, guy and a girl. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm honestly, this is such a Canadian pick. I'm really proud of, of the viewers who knew about it ahead of time in order to vote. Yeah, very, very different. Uh, They definitely went coast to coast with it, which I thought was cool, which may lead me to believe maybe it could have been maybe an editor's choice, if you will, to make it that way too. We never know technically with the votes. When you check, did it give the results? Hence the fact check. Um, No, I did not actually see the result amounts. I just went to see that it was posted. Okay, fair enough. Nice. (laughs) Um, and with that, she starts, uh, Rissa starts, uh, introducing essentially everybody else. Um, we got Austin Duqua, who is from Newmarket, Ontario, and she's a realtor model, 23 years old. Um, I don't know. She seems okay. I, I don't really have any kind of impressions on her yet. Maybe it's a bit too early to know. Mm-hmm. Anything on her? Got any vibes um, from her yet? Well, she kind of was part of that trio that kind of formed. So, yeah, no big vibes other than I think, you know, she, she's representing a particular stereotype. Uh, we'll, see if, uh, we'll see if it's intentional or not. So see what, see what happens. Fair enough. Um, what trio are you referring to? We might as well just get into that because I don't know if I want to follow the same way that we cool. did last year. Yeah, because I'm down to mix it up and so, yeah, really so get to the nitty and gritty. The kind of first introduction we get to this trio, we have Julie, Brayden, and Austin. So Brayden, I don't know if you have their bios up, but uh, Julie, she is from Vancouver. Uh, transgender, so coming out story is included kind of in our episode, and they form the Dolls Alliance, the three of them. Right, totally forgot that was Austin that was in that one. I was Mm -hmm. still trying to learn everybody's name. But yeah, Yeah. so they made the Dolls. Um, So that to me was very interesting uh, with Julie. Um, Totally could have fooled me. I, I didn't know that she changed sexes. We saw a picture of her when she was a man. Um, and, uh, you know, just didn't feel right about it and uh, made a switch. And that's, I, I believe the first transgender we actually have in uh, the BB house that at least was mentioned or am I wrong there too? Mm, not sure. I, I, not I sure. won't say a hundred percent. Um, I believe, uh, she did mention, um, wanting to be the first to win, um, and maybe being the first transgender on BB can, I can't remember. Um, I know that we've had transgender representation uh, in U.S. for sure. Um, so this mm-hmm. may be this may be first. Maybe this the maybe. first for BB can. Yeah. Nice. Which is cool. Um, and then we also have uh, we have a cop in the house. So we got Latoya Anderson, uh, who's from Pickering, Ontario, a police officer. She actually does mention in the house. And I think this was her coming out story uh, mm-hmm. that she is bisexual. So, yes. yeah, we, it was, there was a lovely her. moment. There was a lovely moment in this episode where it just kind of was put out. Um, I believe it was, um, and I'm gonna. It was either Taishan or Jedson. One of those two basically asked for coming out stories, which is so uh, cis male. But whatever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we had this moment 
where Julie shared, Josh and Brayden also both shared their coming out stories. And yeah, Latoya mm-hmm. basically came out on national television. Um, so yeah, it was a, an interesting moment. She was like, I haven't really come out of the closet because I, I don't really feel like there's a reason for me to have to explain anything. And I think that that's um, a place where a lot of um, bisexual, particularly bisexual women sit, right? So it's like, well, I don't really have to have a coming out story. I don't really, I need right. to have one that rite of passion, like that, it's not a rite of passage um, exactly. to have one of those. So yeah, coincidentally, she then had her, her coming out story on national television, which is kind of funny. But it was a beautiful and conversation, I think. And I'm surprised that it happened so, so soon. Um, well, well, we might know why actually it happens right away. Um, but I'm surprised that they all had this conversation. I guess getting to know each other too, you know, that kind of thing is going to come out. Um, obviously with Brayden, you... With Brayden, uh, it's more easy to tell that he might be, um, you know, he might be homosexual just because he's very flamboyant, kind of like how Gary was and so on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised no one was shocked by Julie's mentioning maybe they she had talked to several people beforehand. I thought Julie would have kept that just secret. So it doesn't end up being a target on her back um, just because... I don't know, you know, they could say, oh, she she could be playing uh, both sides of the spectrum using her strength or whatever. Have You know, how people could just mm. make up these and she would be very different from everyone else um, mm. kind of ordeal. But she she mentioned that she's obviously she's very candid with her story and that's great. And uh, she was very opening with everything there. And uh, everybody just took it uh, astride and was very uh, compassionate and caring. So I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. And uh, not sure if they would happen the same way in uh, BBUS, but uh, you never know. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. I also think like what you're you're kind of bringing forward is is an old school kind of mentality. I think you have to remember now that the average age of people who play are in their early 20s, right? This is a group of people um, who have grown up in, in a different um with a different set of vocabulary around gender and sexuality and things like that. So um, we are looking, we are seeing now a a generational shift um, that we're going to start seeing in reality TV. Um, And of course, Big Brother's no exception. Um, I also, if I'm being honest, I would say probably, yeah, Julie was talking about it with a few people uh, sharing her story. Um, And this likely, I'm going to be honest, is probably what prompted that question when they were in the group. Mm was was curiosity so i mean i think it however it happens it happens julie was very very forward and and wanted to share her story so i at the end it ended up being a nice moment for the house yeah absolutely so that was very cool of them to showcase um arissa then actually technically comes back to and starts saying well guys it's gonna be a little different by the way now that everybody knows each other we are gonna start uh, I'm just letting you know that there's actually already two other people. She brings out uh, Tina and Kiefer, who are now going to pick teams. Or there, one will. Um, that I had that written. Where Kiefer would be on. Where uh, actually Tina is Team Destiny and Kiefer is Team Defender. Mm-hmm. And they she flipped a coin. They were gonna pick everybody, and essentially they go through the pick. Leading for uh, Tina to be uh, picking um, Tyshawn, who's a Montrealer. Uh, at least we got a Montrealer in the house, an urban mm-hmm. planner. Uh, Kyle, which uh, I don't actually... I'm still learning, everybody. Kyle. Um, Red Deer, Alberta, I think. Red Deer, Alberta. Okay. Uh, Beth, which I believe is also from Alberta. Also from Alberta, um dun, dun, dun. Austin, we had mentioned previously. Victoria, who is very out there, very um very um what's the word that I'm looking am, for? am I gonna help you with this? Uh she's yeah, bold. No, she's just very eccentric. She's, <laughs> she's very bold, bold she's very eccentric. eccentric. Yeah. She's vocal. definitely an extrovert. Oh yeah. Vocal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh really like her right out of the bat. You can tell. She's not, at least for now, not putting up a, a fake front. Um, and, and yeah, I so far she was the one that stood out to me just because she's just, hey, guys, like I'm here. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see in a few weeks if I don't find her annoying. 
because we'll see. But for now, I, I really like how eccentric she is and happy she is to be there. And she doesn't, uh, doesn't seem to be pulling any BS. She's there to let you know what's up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and Tara. Then Tara, yeah. Mm, powerhouse mom. The mom of the group. Yeah, mom of the group. She played Big Brother with her kiddos <laughs> to practice. I thought that was funny. Uh, practice her nomination you, speeches. Exactly. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. And then, of course, Ke- uh, and then of course, Tina rather was on. Did I mess that up? Yes. So of course, Kiefer was next on the leader of Defenders. We had Jetson, Latoya, Josh, Julie, Brayden. And Rohan. So Rohan, uh, I remember I had something about Rohan here. No, I don't think Rohan was anything crazy, actually. Oh, the reason why I'd mention that is because Rohan's name was, I believe, one of the first people being thrown into yeah. uh, perhaps nominating him. Him and um, it was him and Taishan, I believe, who ended up having a little bit of a... Um, having a little bit of an alliance already, even though they're on different mm. teams. Nope. Jed, that would be no. Jedson and Taishan. And then, then Rohan kind of moved his way in there kind of throughout the first two episodes. Um, but he was the one that was all upset when they were actually picking the teams. And he's like, he ended up being like second to last or third to last or something. And he was all like, what do I have like a stain on my shirt? Like, why is nobody picking me? <laughs> so he's got a, he's got an ego. He works. He's a strategic partnerships manager. So he's right. a, he's a business bro. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. I think he's uh, might be overestimating that if he can't get his social game on point here. That's it. But no one wants to be picked last. Kind Nobody of thing, wants to be picked. You know? yeah, so, that's true. so, you know, you get it. Uh, but he wasn't last. I believe it was. Uh, Brayden was, was last, it? last. Right. Yeah. Brayden was last, last. But, you know, he took it with stride. Well, you mm-hmm. know, save the best for last. Or uh, he said something along those lines. And I thought that was just awesome. Oh, my God. This dude's positive. Really like Brayden. Thought he was cool. Yeah. Um, and then so we find out that there is going to be a competition mm-hmm. where basically two teams will face off against each other. And we find out, though, that the winning team will be safe and the losing team will be nominated for eviction. So you have six people who are going to be nominated. And, of course, that's not including the team leads. The team leads are safe for the week. So kudos, Canada. You done made. You done made. Uh, Tina and Kiefer safe for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, then we- yeah, so... Go ahead. Yeah, so then I was just gonna say we get into the competition and it's uh it's a weight competition. Yeah, it's, so it's an endurance competition in that mm-hmm. regard. Drop in the bucket is I believe what they called it. And uh <clears throat> yeah, so essentially the buckets of sludge kept getting heavier um once they got the uh, alarm where the team lead can actually pick which bucket to make heavier on the opponent's team and ultimately um, nothing else really to it aside from the fact that uh, right from the beginning it was shown that Victoria was faking acting like she wasn't able to hold the sludge and ended up beating everybody mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought uh, first of all super impressed very impressed with her um, acting skills at the beginning because I think she's really counting on people underestimating her in a lot of uh, these situations. Um, she's a bigger girl, right? So her her weight ratio was likely similar to a lot of the guys. Um, but what was really interesting for me watching this was the team captain strategy that happened. So Tina mm-hmm. chose to target the the muscle on her team in Jensen. Um, and or on Kiefer's team, so Jetson, she was just mm-hmm. like loading him up and loading him up. Where Kiefer was doling out a little bit of sludge to everybody, hoping for team fatigue over time. Um, didn't win out in the smart end. Move. That, yeah, Victoria is on Tina's team. Just in case anybody needs that uh, reaffirmed. Um, so yeah, so Tina, Tina's team comes out on top. Team Destiny. Yeah, that's it. So Team Destiny are your. Winners and Victoria is now looking like the champ. So that means then 
Kiefer's team, Jetson, Latoya, Josh, Julie, Brayden, and Rohan are the ones up on the nomination block. And uh, ultimately, everybody gets to vote. The only person that doesn't, though, is Tina, unless there is a tie. So that is pretty cool. So you not only have to, you know, you have to literally go and talk to everybody. You can't just talk to certain people. Uh, I really really liked that idea. I don't think it's going to be going full-fledged throughout the entire weeks. Uh, But for this week, I thought it was a nice little change-up. I do. I love it. I think it also kind of prevents... Or, or tries to prevent um, what we often see in that first week eviction, which is like the person who, you know, st- sticks out the most, right? right? Basically, like the person who doesn't make the best first impression goes home and usually unanimously. So I think that this was definitely a an attempt to kind of subvert that pattern a bit by having six potential nominations, 13 votes. How do you, um, you know, how do you, make those choices and then of course the possibility of having two votes here and two votes there um, I think is is much more likely early on rather than later on in the game where you start getting your cohorts and your alliances and things right so I think it was definitely a production attempt to avoid our, our stereotypical first week mm. okay yeah yeah that might make sense um, and so there was still some, so we saw the formulation alliance of the Dolls Alliance, mm-hmm. Julie, Braden, Austin. We saw Jetson and Tyshawn also uh, discuss, I don't know if this is still technically a thing, but it looks like it still might be a, an alliance with LaToya. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so those two uh, started talking pre-captains coming into the house. So they were already like, they're the two biggest guys in the cast. Um, they're already teaming up and uh, then they get picked. Uh, they're the first picks for either team, right? So they're separated this way. Um, but mm-hmm. it looks like no one is really letting these team lines kind of define who they're going to work with, which I think is fascinating um it's smart too because everybody knows you know this this isn't going to last all season um so they're not even letting it phase them when it comes to uh who they're having conversations with which is really cool yeah really smart move on uh jetson and uh, tyshawn's part though to do that Mm -hmm. exactly and you cover your bases with the other team too in that regard uh because yeah this is not going to be a forever kind of thing eventually everyone's going to have to uh break up and play individual games so really smart move on their part um i'm not, not sure what gave them the first because data i unless maybe they know she's a cop or whatever but what attracted them to uh getting latoya on their team but i guess you know she does seem like she'll say it like it is as well although she did seem from what we've seen she seemed at least a little reserved before that whole conversation where she came out and whatnot. She seems still a little reserved, but she does look like a badass. We'll certainly see if uh, that is the case. Oh, you have to be if you're a cop, right? So. Well, that's the thing. And I'm like, I don't know if she's actually revealed her profession or not. Cause we didn't get an opportunity to kind of hear everybody's introduction. Like in the U S it's just <laughs> BB can right. doesn't do that. So um, I don't know if she shared that. I'm assuming she has, um, but I would be willing to bet that a lot of that um, just yeah, had to do with her physical, literal physical presence. Um, Cause she's uh She's no lightweight. She's uh, she's in really good shape. So, right, um, which was a shock to me is why she couldn't uh, handle uh, win that competition. She wasn't uh, eliminated la first, or uh, she was like midway through where she got eliminated. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's she based near off the of- end. She was near the end. She wasn't near the end. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's based off. And the cool thing with the sludge too, it's based off everybody's uh, physical uh, uh, physicality or what they can handle. So it started off at different weights for everybody, technically. Mm-hmm. So it's not at the same, because obviously some people can hold more weight. Some people can hold less weight, uh, depending on their physique. Well, so, typical typical endurance style for these types of shows, right? It's going to be percent of body weight. Right. Yeah. They Well, they have to, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I just uh, thought yeah. that was interesting that they mentioned that, because I always assumed it was just like that anyways. I'm like, is it not like that? I'm like, okay, sure. Educating the um, new viewers. Educating the fair. new viewers. That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. <laughs> um, especially now, guys, COVID's here now officially, so we're probably going to get a bunch of new people watching. Let's uh, let's educate everybody at the same time. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Um, then we get some we get some drama. So um, we get some drama in the sense that 
first we're seeing that Josh is isolated a bit. Josh feels like he's the odd one out. He's not with the Pretty Boy Alliance, um, which is, I think, technically just all the bigger guys. Mm-hmm. The Jetson, the Tyshawn, the, I believe, Kyle, Kyle and Rohan. And Rohan. Uh, you know, he's not there. He's obviously not towards... All the women are kind of together. Uh, Julie, uh, Latoya at this point. Um, oh, geez. That's the problem with these first... Uh... They're just kind of... Yeah, no, they're just kind of hanging out, though. Like, I, we're not really seeing... Like, at this point in the show, we're not really seeing any, like... Um, thank goodness we're not seeing the stereotypical, like, guys versus girls thing kind of coming up or anything like that. Well, that's what Kiefer wanted. <laughs> Cat, oh my god and tina shut that down thank you like, nope, nope, um not- no no not happening no but i so we're not really seeing anything but what we are seeing is josh kind of comes uh to speak and kind of show some observations that hey these four dudes are are hanging out a lot um kind of causing a, a bit of concern for him given his his isolation and he has that mm-hmm. conversation with julie yeah mm-hmm. And I don't know. And at first, this is when we don't really know much about Julie yet, technically, mm-hmm, aside mm-hmm. from her coming out story and so on. But this is when we don't know anything else. Um, after he tells her about everything, and then I think it was Rohan who actually came out. And they're like, why is he coming out, of, out here and so on? He divulges that information to Julie, and then Julie goes and divulges the information to everybody else. And even mentions, hey, I have a big mouth. I shouldn't have said anything. Well, no. So, so we're we're talking about this bit initial because we got we got that that trio that's working Tyshawn, Tyshawn, Jensen, and Latoya, and they are working together, and they've kind of started already throwing Julie's name out, right? And so after this conversation happens, just between the three of them, not really out loud, out loud. And mm-hmm. so Josh has this conversation with Julie, um, and Julie kind of goes and spills the beans to everybody else, and Latoya's in the room. And Latoya's, we kind of hear her off camera, so from the diary room, saying this is exactly, you know, why I uh, I was going to have concerns about Julie. I'm worried about her because she can't keep her mouth shut. So very, That's very, it. just like pegged her right off off the bat. Um, and unfortunately, was proven absolutely correct in her initial assessments of Julie. So it's kind of the narrative. Yeah, I know. She was spot on. I didn't kind of get it, though, because I'm like, how many alliances are you in, Julie? Like, I know you're with these. Uh, I mean, not Julie, but I and that's why it was weird to me, because they were all just kind of in the room chilling. And I thought they had made a pack, Julie, Latoya and thing. But then I'm like, OK, Latoya is also with the guys here, the two guys here. And so I wasn't, at first I, I didn't feel the, I, I didn't know where Latoya had gotten the hatred from. That's maybe where maybe I kind of missed something towards Julie and Julie being a big mouth. Yeah, I think it was just, honestly, I think it was just basic profiling. Like you just, oh. you you watch somebody, you see how they flow, you see how they interact. Yeah. Yeah, she is a cop. And uh, I guess immediately right when that happened, I noticed how much of a big mouth Julie was too. And then mm-hmm. I found her really annoying. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. have you not watched Big Brother before? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that was maybe one of Josh's reasonings for doing what he did. Maybe not, though. Because he does mention that he maybe wanted to work with Julie. So maybe that wasn't his uh, inclination to do that. Maybe. Th- I mean, there was a conversation about, you know, uh, uh, the the queer group of people. Because we actually have quite a big group big representation you know we have to stick together oh, it's everywhere yeah it's yeah it's, so it's a lot in this season and i think that's mm-hmm. great for bb canada to be doing that you know we've i don't mm-hmm. think we're missing anybody no i don't uh, think so in terms of representing a certain kind a certain culture uh everybody's represented which at first i was maybe <clears throat> not shocked necessarily uh I guess taken back is almost the same, but I felt like, oh, this is this is different. And then I'm like, oh, but this is awesome. I get to learn so much about different cultures. So mm-hmm. I was a taken back, and then I was like, 
why hasn't this been done before? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we've, we've had this conversation before about how, I mean, comparatively, Canada to U.S. Canada has already been light years ahead on the diversity and representation scale. Um, but, yeah, I think that this, this season really shows, like, you know, what it looks like when you have a diverse cast. And the fact that it felt new is both uh, sad mm-hmm. that it feels new, but also very heartening. Um, yeah. Nice representation. Um, but yeah, there was that conversation anyways. We get back to strategy. Uh, but no, there was yeah. that conversation about, you know, having having a queer group kind of working together. And I think that that's, uh, that's going to be a downfall, I think, if they, uh, if they try to continue that um, just because they don't have the numbers. While we are well represented, they don't make a majority, right? So it's... Um, it, it wouldn't be smart. But then we have a subset conversation that happens again. And I don't know if you caught this, but mm-hmm. it was when Julie confronted LaToya. Yeah. And LaToya just didn't want to hear anything. I'm going to the hot tub. I don't want to hear it. And she sounded at this point like she was already fed up. So yeah. I don't know. So then we either missed something or they didn't show us where she's she's heard all the rumors Latoya's heard all the rumors of what Julie knows and so on or what Julie's about to do or she's kind of just heard everybody talk bad about Julie and she was kind of going with the grapevine of being just fed up with her stuff because she did seem way too pushy Julie Julie. did Julie did Mm -hmm. yeah maybe I thought I honestly I thought it was because uh Tara was in the room Right. So if like it, let's see, let's take it back. Like Latoya is in the room with Julie when Julie says that Josh is is, is talking about, you know, the, the boys alliance showing up. Uh, Josh has a second conversation maybe with Julie saying that Latoya is throwing her name around. Julie comes in and confronts Latoya with somebody else in the room who in theory has not been part of any of the previous conversations. Right. So I, I thought it was Latoya kind of being like, you're confronting me in front of people in in a very very brash way and i don't i'm not going to answer your questions like i don't owe you anything right yeah so it was yeah it was interesting interesting the heat so quickly (laughs) yeah yeah that's it like she 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 you could just tell right away though i know i think that's latoya uh latoya was just fed up though Mm -hmm. i honestly do because just the way you can see how she talks about her in the diary room uh, talks about Julie in the diary room. She mm. just had enough. She had enough with how talkative she is. She can't be trusted. And now the camera, the camera is real. The editing team is really showing us that she seems kind of. She well, keep in mind she's a YouTube influencer or she's an influencer, mm-hmm. a social media influencer, or whatever. So she maybe has this sense of entitlement um, towards her because she has a following, I guess, if you will. And we really kind of see this entitled person come out at first oh, she was yeah. more yeah yeah no i, I she's just uh she's, she's making her way and she is making space and she's making herself heard and the comment you said earlier i think really represents it like you do wonder like have have you watched this game be played before mm-hmm. um i also do wonder how much of this is julie or how much of this was a character that that she put on for the show, right? Because let's not forget that that is absolutely a strategy that is totally valid in Big Brother of creating a persona that is that is not you. Um, because I don't I don't know if you can really uh, push that hard in such a short amount of time being authentically yourself. Well, and we'll we'll talk about that right now um, because so all this back and forth is happening, right? Uh, Julie, Julie's name is being thrown. Julie gets mad at Latoya. Latoya doesn't want to talk about it. Um, when they finally do the nominations, or not the nominations, but the uh, voting for the eviction, um, <coughs> they are able to ask questions. Love this. Question that, yeah, Loved I thought it was it. really awesome. Yes. And they, they asked really good questions. So one to Latoya right away was, did you uh, ever have, I don't, Julie's yes, so it might have been Julie would have asked it. Did you ever have Julie's name uh, as part of your discussion for nomination? And uh, she was like, well, yeah, I had everybody on my team 
because if I didn't deal with the pros and cons between everybody, then I wouldn't be playing Big Brother. And I was like, yeah, perfect answer. Can't it was a great answer. That. Yeah, it's a great answer. And so with that, we, I, do you want, is there anything else do you want to take into effect before we I, get to the vote? Well, I think Josh's answer, his question was like, did you have an agenda by having, pointing out that guys alliance, Julie, like, was there an agenda there? And he said, no, that was me being paranoid. And I really think that it could go either way, you know? Um, and that just for the record, that was his actual answer. No, that I was paranoid. Um, that's it. There was no he further have, explanation. He might have said it in less words. I think he said, no, just me being paranoid. Uh, yeah, no, same thing. Yeah, yeah no, but just I, paranoid. Yeah, just paranoid. That's it. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's it. Okay. And so part of me believes that in that moment, he thought he was talking to someone who had his back. Um, mm -hmm. I Could there be an agenda there? Yes. But I, the agenda wasn't to frame Julie. The agenda was to go after one of the bigger guys in the house right so right. i think it depends on how you hear that like was there an agenda there Pfft, of course everything you do paranoia or not th there's got to be a reason why you're having that conversation do i think that the blame uh, was misplaced absolutely i think julie really missed out on an opportunity to potentially have an ally by taking that information to try to run run with it and, and get some allies rather than to be like, okay, well, let's really talk about this. Like, what are our actual options here? Exactly. She just kind of wanted to splurge. Uh, I, I don't know what she was doing. She was doing too much too quick. Like, mm -hmm. calm your roll, calm your roll, take the info, kind of feel everybody else out if they have noticed, see who might be working with the guys. Maybe it's not just a pretty boy alliance. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Maybe Latoya knows about the Alliance, too, because she's with two of the guys from the Alliance. Like, and maybe that's why Latoya got so offended right away and like, all right, Julie, you're getting too close to this. Let's get you out because Josh is just uh, trying to be ski, but we'll take Josh out when we take Josh out. And honestly, if, if Latoya and the Pretty Boy Alliance start controlling the house, guess who's their next target is going to be anyways? It's going to be Josh because... Mm -hmm. I know that Josh is thinking about coming after us and Big Mouth Julie is going to get out first. But Josh, you're creeping up right behind, mm -hmm. you know. So she really messed up her game as well as Josh's game. And uh, I guess if you don't know if you're I, I don't know what Josh was thinking. Maybe he didn't know she was as such a big mouth as she was. So. Uh, definitely divulged too soon to her, though. Yeah, I think he was. He's death. He. I think he was desperate to make a connection, right? Because yeah. we see that he's he's not blending in very well. And I mean, even in his bio, in his bio section or whatever, it said he said like, you know, I'm usually a lone wolf. Like I don't do the social thing very well. And I think that it became very obvious. You know, he's in the six. The six, even his six, aren't interacting with him, let alone the rest of the house. How how am I going to break out of this? And the only way to do that is is to start making friends. And, you know, conversation's currency in Big Brother. So you've got to do something. Um, so, it, yeah, wrong person. I think good move, wrong person. Had he maybe taken that to a Kiefer or a Tina, maybe it would have been a different situation. Right. Yeah, because Kiefer sounds more understanding. He seems a lot more calmer, and mm -hmm. he definitely wouldn't have jumped the gun in that regard, um, yeah. especially since he's safe. You know what I mean? Exactly. Would, yeah. yeah. Definitely not a smart move on Josh. Uh, but, you know, I get loneliness must suck, too, when you're in a house with 13 other people, and you kind of feel that you don't fit anywhere. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, he was just sort of get it. I mean, you know, he was reaching out to whatever to to wherever he whoever felt wanted he could. to listen. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and so bad choice, but you know, hindsight twenty twenty is right. Right. So votes. I think we can go to votes now. Yeah. So, um, and this just solidifies that Julie sealed her faith uh, of being such a big mouth because she was ultimately eliminated. Or evicted from the game 11 13. Uh, well, that doesn't make sense. 11 votes to evict her out of the possible 13. Mm -hmm. So 
it's worthy of noting that the only people that tried to keep her, um, well, was obviously herself. She voted to evict Josh and Victoria. Yeah, Victoria. That surprised me. Once I saw Austin and Brayden cast their vote for Julie, I thought I thought it was going to be unanimous. I was like, I literally was like, so much for not having a unanimous first week. And I mean, 11 out of 13 is basically unanimous, but the Victoria one really threw me. And I wonder if Victoria was hoping that she was going to have a shield in Julie or if she actually wanted to work with her. Well, that's it. Did we, did we see them really communicate with each other, though? Not really. No, because huh? I'm like, why did you give it to Julie? I mean, and then I was thinking, what happened with the shower scene when, <laughs> when Victoria... <laughs> I had to rewind that because I didn't get what was so funny. Um, she had yeah. forgotten her mic. And then, well, I guess maybe she actually ended up not having the towel right there. And maybe they saw her naked or something. Yes. Because obviously the thoughts, they already had the towel and whatever. So it was uh, Tina. It was Tina and uh, Taya. Is that really the two names? Uh, it is Tara. Tara. Yeah. Yeah. Tina and Tara. Uh, are in the room there and Victoria's having a shower and uh, Tina kind of pitches the three of them to work together. Um, Victoria not realizing that those BB mics, really good. They don't need to be like right by your mouth. So she mm. goes to pick up her mic to say, to kind of join the conversation a bit, which um, production, you know, they, you don't want to get yelled at for needing your mic on the first day. Um, right. And in doing so, opens the shower door before the towel is covering. And this ensues in a wonderful belly laugh of fits and giggles and embarrassment mm -hmm. and things that happen in the big brie house all the time, I'm and sure. <laughs> for sure. And thank yeah. God, I guess the live feeds weren't up yet because yeah. I'm sure a bunch of BB fan creepers would have screen capped that and whatever. And Or no, but Big Brother's pretty good at uh, knocking the feeds off, though. Yeah. So they most likely would have knocked the feeds off. There's a seven second delay on things for a reason. But yeah. yeah so, But I mean, I heard the yeah. And then she's like, wait, let me go get the mic. Mike. And like, but I heard you. Uh, well, bye. <laughs> And then I was confused. I'm like, did something else happen not noticing? Okay, but I guess she just opened, and because she was legit naked, they started laughing and whatever. Yeah. Uh, I like that yeah. team. I like that team. Tina, I Tara, do. and Victoria, I think they're all really down to earth. Um, Tara seems a bit more, well, Tina seems like more of, uh, well, she, I think she's the oldest one in that group um, <laughs> out of there. And she seems the more that's more simmer and calm. Tara is more a little outgoing. Uh, Victoria is obviously all the way up a hundred on the notch uh, on the notch belt there of uh, being really out there. But yeah, I think that's a fun group and you have a little bit of everything there. There's some so nice balance why, there. Yeah. Yeah. Some nice balance. And that's why I thought maybe she was there through that whole chuckle fiesta, Julie. Because mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how they're such uh, in such good cahoots. Yeah. No. I, and I don't think Julie was there. I don't think so because I don't think Tina would have maybe pitched that because Tina is thinking a little bit she's not thinking cross team lines right so both Victoria mm -hmm. and Tara are on her team um, so she's creating a little bit of subset um, early on which is good move I mean we all know her demographic does not last long unless they are very good so and I say that and then I remember Karen from season five so um, <laughs> you know it's I think it's just uh, yeah I think it's a nice group, but yeah, I was totally confused by her, her vote. <laughs> That's Very it. Um, so, well, we get some more context with that too, technically. So obviously with Julie, uh, she gets the news, she hugs everybody, still cool. Um, but then as she walks out, um, her entitlement kicks back in. She goes to the front of the door before she leaves, she strikes a pose, and she said, let's be real, a queen cannot play with a bunch of commoners, and then she left the house. Um, this leads to your point, uh, Cece, of her actually playing a character. Mm. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, uh, it, was ah. so, it was so unnecessary, kind of cringy, um, post-interview also was not mm. very it was very uh, kind of not impressed. I think 
I don't know. Do well, you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Her interview... Okay, well, she's obviously trying to still defend how she played. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I think she was pretty much right, too. I think I was the weaker one in the competition in my group. I was building all of these alliances uh, that was a threat. Okay, that's not true. That you can mark off. Um, but she said she kind of played too quick, which she did. See? And, and I don't think that this is playing too quick. I think she played sloppy. I think she played messy. I think what really bothers me with the interview is, like, if you would go in there and do something different, what would you do? And she play, She said, play more, play harder, which means that she didn't actually get it. Because mm. I'm like, why? Why? You caused a bunch of drama and we're running around everywhere. What do you mean play more and play harder? I don't think you could have done any more than what you did. <laughs> And, like, and that's it. So that's what I mean by I, that's why I kind of get where she says too quick. Um, we do get some more context when she does do an interview with E.T., though. OK, she, I didn't get to see she, that one. Yeah, she mentions that uh, Josh was already telling the entire house what Julie was up to. Mm. Um, Which so, was. Yeah, that's kind of where they don't let us know what that was or I maybe I forgot to write it down but I think that was along the lines of um Latoya doing something mm. getting Latoya out because there has to be something more there with Latoya not liking Julie aside from just first impression vibes and her being a loud mouth there has to be something else there that they didn't show us which I doubt they will now show us true something was off something was off Latoya just ultimately hated her. One time they were all together, everybody was cool, and then the next time she was completely annoyed. So I'm sure Josh was being very sneaky, and once he noticed that he couldn't really trust Julie, he kind of went around and started spreading some more stuff. Hence, when we saw that Josh was telling uh, Julie, hey, Latoya's been saying your name or whatever, and because Julie's so loud and outspoken... To the point where it can come off as brass. Uh, um, there's something there that Latoya was also fed up, uh, fed up with about Julie, and that was just the nail in the coffin, if you will. Um, yeah. And honestly, too entitled. I don't know how. <clears throat> she says she was also thankful for telling her story, which is great. But I don't know how you want to be a role model to people who are transgender in the house. And then you go and act like a self-entitled, um, you know, a self-entitled individual who is going to be in everybody's face. That's you're, you're playing way too hard and you're you have to you're way too early. This is it, though. She was kind of right. It's too early to have played that crazy crazy you know what i mean people are still getting to know each other but that game i mean that game style doesn't fly like it doesn't fly anywhere anymore um and definitely i don't think it's ever worked in bb can where someone Mm -hmm. has caused that kind of drama even three or four weeks in and lived to talk about it like it's that that and i i personally think that that was latoya's response was like are you seriously confronting me about this so openly and so loudly Mm. like I think it was just like this is not the style of Big Brother and I can see myself I can see myself being that type of player of being like yeah if this is how you're gonna deal with some beef I really don't want to play with you yeah straight up that's so so I don't know if there's necessarily a personal thing there I definitely I think it's a game I think it's a gameplay just opposition where Latoya is like, I'm distancing myself as far from that hot mess as I can get. Mm, smart move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, by the way, in that what ET interview, we get more of the friendship between her and Victoria. Cause she also does mention that she wants the dolls Alliance to recruit Victoria. So Victoria can be part of the dolls Alliance with uh, Braden and Austin, um, which whatever kudos to mm-hmm. Victoria. And she also would like Victoria to win. So I would be sad about that. Something, I wouldn't be sad about that for now either. I think she is actually my favorite player uh, as of right now. Uh, I agree. She has made definitely the strongest first impression, the most potential for sure. Um, she keeps her social game anywhere close to what we've seen. You know, it's only been a couple episodes, but uh, she seems to have really kind of uh, worked her way in a little bit with every single person in a smart way of just being like, this is who I am. Um, let's see if she can maintain it. It's a very big personality. So we'll see. Yeah. 
yeah. I, I, I hope I, I really do like her. I hope I don't get annoyed uh, by her personality because I love people who are uh, strong and outspoken. But also, if like she even mentions herself, she doesn't have a turn off button mm-hmm. where she's just always tr- eccentric and all that. And I really don't mind that. But at some point, I think it just gets overbearing and enough. Like you're eventually going to be annoying the house to mm. an extent. But a lot of people seem to love her right now. And I absolutely love her, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I think so. I think it's as long as she keeps it real. Right. Yeah. As long as like she can get serious when it has to get serious. Right. I can't imagine working with her and just being like, OK, just like bring the volume down. I need you to focus just here for a second. <laughs> like, just, just right here. Yeah. For, right. I don't want to I wouldn't want to be doing that type of um management um of people i'm working with so as long as she can keep it real and you know stay herself definitely but just keep it keep it focused don't let it become a character right don't let it become something that you feel like you have to do all the time and i think if she does that then she'll be okay that's it Yeah. yeah um as long as she knows how to dial it down, she mentioned she didn't in her thing, but uh, just keep it real too at the same time. That's what worked for, um, uh, what's his name? The uh, the asshole racist from last season uh, in the uh, U.S. Nope, not remember. He's married. Mem- He's going out with, what's her name? Memphis. That's it. Memphis. Memphis. All right, That's, really? I think would kind of help. They're not the same. I'm not saying they're the same okay. at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying the real factor where, you know, uh, of that whole situation when um, Dave went up to him and asked him, hey, are you going to keep me? And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to do that. Just that real factor. Nothing yeah. else about Memphis relates to uh, Victoria at all. I don't want you to ever mix the two. Uh, Victoria <laughs> seems like so much of a better person. Um, only knowing her for like two seconds. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And I so. For now, I don't know. I'm not really too crazy on the guys. This I think the women this season have a lot more spunk in them. I think I maybe only like Kiefer, but I don't think Kiefer is gonna go very far at this uh, point. Yeah, no, he'll be he'll be like an he'll be like an Andrew. He'll be that that voice of reason, that person that people go to. Then he'll try to play too late, and it'll get him burned. I think is how I predict Kiefer's game going. Um, mm. Again, guys, I mean, it's cookie cutter. It's, it's just, you know, it's kind of the same thing we see from guys in, in yeah. Baby Can. There's not really a lot of um, flavor variety. <laughs> Let's just put right. it that way. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, I agree with you. I think the, the male side of this cast is kind of humdrum. Uh, I'm really, really interested to see how these, how these women um, take control of the house. Because I think, I think we can see this even comparatively to, to season six um, with the Olivia group. I don't know if you remember her. She's the blonde if you watch season six. Um, but yes, I think we could see some some really strong female dynamics coming out of this game. Yeah. Provided they don't uh, get the team world physically. But That's it. So we'll, we'll still certainly see. I guess that's it. It, it is lacking a personality uh, trait off the guys for now. Uh, the one, the only personality trait I see is Josh. Uh, just being, mm-hmm. you know, the loner kind, and he seems very calm and timid. Uh, so I kind of like Josh and Kiefer, and that's, and I guess I like Tyshawn just because he's from Montreal. So let's go, Urban Planner, let's go. But um, you know, aside from that, I'm I'm all on Victoria, Team Victoria, and uh, Latoya. Those two are uh, my go-to's to probably take the cake at this point. I hope so. I really do hope. I, I agree with that so far based on what we know. Yeah, one of those two I would be very, very happy to see go to the end. I think that they have uh, the tools and resources to make it happen. Um, yeah, I do not want to see a Pretty Boys 2.0, though. If this season starts going that way, I'm going to be really disappointed. I feel like it can't get any worse than All-Star <laughs> or Scared Season. I, I feel like we're going to get... Uh, a pretty good, uh, a pretty good thing going. The twist was different. Um, you had mentioned to me off air that you weren't necessarily a fan of the production. Um, yeah. Well, I think I think this comes from this is some preconceived notions, definitely from like the first few seasons of BB Can, which definitely mm-hmm. felt significantly low budget. Um, I think that there's 
there's a contrast between the two. I mean, the prize money alone is significantly less. Um, right. <laughs> the the casts are smaller, the timeline shorter. Um, BB Can has a history of over twisting, like to the point where like every week is something different. They made that huge mistake. Was it season five, season four, season four? Maybe I think it was season four. Yeah, it's just yeah. a twist every week. Every week it was awful. So I just felt like it. It kind of it can. I find BB Can can get a little bit more gimmicky with a lot less effort. <laughs> so wow. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, house wise, I mean, I think like the house is great. You know, Abris is awesome. There's some other things that like really make BB Canada stand aside. I also love the incorporations of things from um, some of the other. It's a little bit more national, so it, or international, I should say. So it doesn't just draw on BB US. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a little bit more of that uh, silly play, pranks, things like that, uh, which I do enjoy. I appreciate. Um, but budget wise, it can, I feel like it can get gimmicky really quick or like the production tries to fill space because nothing exciting is happening. Um, might be because we're Canadians and just a little too nice. So I, I, I disagree. Okay. <laughs> um, I do understand your point though, of from comparing from first season to second season of big brother Canada. Yes, absolutely. You can tell the production was, uh, very low. Um, compared to the U.S., but I think honestly, as the years went on, the production has been nothing but spot on. To the more so, I even think maybe there's more production value in the Canada one than in the U.S. one. Um, just by the house bill, how the house is built in itself. Prize money—that's something we're never going to change. Honestly, that's a whole thing with uh, contest winnings. We here at least get all of the money, as opposed to just a chunk of it. So mm-hmm. there is a difference. That's why we do get a lower amount. Um, we get every single dime of it. Nothing else goes to uh, the taxes or whatever have you. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. But I find, honestly, just how the house is set up, uh, a lot of the times with the head of household nominations, the 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 keys that they would have uh, to the room that they would go to, I feel like it's a better... Uh, decorative and an innovative different style of approach that they did. They added a lot of technology to it, I feel. And um, I just, I don't know. I feel like even with their intros and stuff like that, I feel like it's a bit more movie-esque, if you will. Like it's an actual, like you're watching a trailer to something sort of ordeal. You know, yeah. it, I don't know. I, I, I imagine that shit. I would almost guarantee it. But I just feel they make it into like an experience for me in Big Brother, you know? I can definitely see that perspective and uh, like I'll concede on that point. And I think maybe just like myself as a viewer, like I don't need that. Okay. Like it's like <laughs> that's that's so not important to me. So maybe that's why I feel like that gimmicky feel where I'm like, well, this is totally something that's completely unnecessary. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, Can't I mean, like, much. I see yeah, there. could just be my perspective as a as a viewer, and um, which is fair. It's fair, but I'll concede. Like, yeah, they. I mean, but if you compare like season one, season two to seven, eight, nine, like completely different ball games when it comes to production. Oh, yeah. yeah, a lot more money was involved, I'm sure. And even uh, I think it was uh, my mom. She even mentioned she had even mentioned that like, hey, this is this looks better than even the American one, and I was like. <sighs> Like, I, I, I agreed, but I was also like, yeah, like, I, I saw it too. It, it's just, it's it's done differently, but I still feel like they do a lot more change-ups, uh, whereas the U.S. is more trying to keep it the same. They kind mm-hmm. of do the same thing over and over, which I guess is what you like. You like that stability uh, compared to all the flash. And- oh, 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 don't, don't put words in my mouth. I love ingenuity. <laughs> I love BB can for how every season is different. Um, mm-hmm. and it really does, like I said, it brings in some, some other influences. So it's not just influenced by us. It's influenced by the Brits, uh, Denmark, even they have some parallels happening. Um, we've even oh, had guests okay. in the past from, um, Australia as well. So it was it Tim and Nikki that were from international BBs that were guests in the BB can house one season as well. So yeah, so it's a little bit more, it's got some international flavor in it. So I absolutely appreciate that about BB can for sure. That is dope. 
Uh, I don't know how the UK one looks at all. So they are taking a lot from the international yeah, like the, ones? Yes, like the pranks and the self-deprecating stuff and the um, Marsha, the moose, um, I think is uniquely Canadian, but was inspired by something out of the Denmark series, I believe. So yeah, it's... Oh. Um, yeah, so yeah, BB Can, it, they definitely uh, play within the, the Big Brother universe. And if you will, and they uh, they take pieces and fit it, but it is quintessentially Canadian, absolutely. Nice, yeah. And yeah. I don't think the states generally do much, or they try mm-hmm. not to do much adaptations of any other one because exactly. they want to be just their own kind of thing. They want to be their own thing. Uh, and fun fact: Americans get almost no international television. Just in case anybody wants to know, um, they don't realize that Canada and other countries have the same reality shows. They think oh, really? that it's all. Yeah, they have no idea. So, so just, just if you ask your random American, um, <laughs> they wouldn't really know. So yeah, okay. it's, uh, they they don't see it at all. They don't see any international television. So. so they wouldn't know that The Office was from the originally from the UK. Not and unless the they became was... real fans. No. Fair. Okay. Damn, they're missing. Uh, it's good. It's good to. I mean, I even me knowing certain things though, I don't generally go watch the original because uh, I don't know. There's too much crap on TV that uh, I'm bothered by my own Canadian American <laughs> crap to uh, to go and watch the or unless the origins are just going to be ten times better. Then by all means, I'll I'll make a ditch effort to do that. Mm-hmm. Um. But aside Anyhow. from that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, aside... yeah, tangent over. <laughs> yeah, so back to BB, BB, uh, be some BB talk here. Um, yeah, and ultimately, so far, so good. For those of you wondering what the Knights are, I think the Knights technically changed a little bit from uh, last season. Now we're going to have Mondays at 9, Wednesdays at 7, and Thursdays at 8 Eastern. Yes, all on global. So, all on global. Uh, very difficult for me on Mondays, but that's what PVRs are for. So I am excited with that list and uh, we'll keep it on. Uh, we'll hopefully keep it on Fridays because uh, mm-hmm. Fridays are generally good for everybody. Um, especially now that, you know, with a curfew, we can't really do anything after eight. So I know all of you are going to be home. Um, <laughs> and live feeds are free in Canada, folks. So if you feel like popping and taking a look, live feeds are free. That's it. Uh, that's something super cool that Global does. Just in I case love. you're really super bored in, in curfew life. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get that bored. I'll probably just go watch something else. I'm not a fan <laughs> of the feeds. I like the recap feeds. Recap when feeds someone are good. does it, recap feeds are good. But, oh, my God, some of the conversation is just dreadfully boring. And then I'm like, this is why we have editors then. Okay, perfect. Yes. Cause... yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, so far, I guess we kind of gave our first impressions. Uh, but kind of final thoughts. So Final thoughts. I think we're in for a good season. I really do. Uh, I could not pick a winner right now. Do we do do we have to pick a winner right now? Oh, uh, well, we'll we'll pick a winner. However, we can change it once we have Steph come back. So like this, it's fair for every. Uh, that might not be fair actually. Yes, you're picking your winner now. Um, no, p- pick pick your first impression, and then once we have all three of us on the call, uh, that'll be kind of fair because then we'll all be on the same boat based off of what we've seen, and then we'll do our final winner picks. But give me your first, first impression. First, first impression, LaToya. I hope she kicks some ass. Fair. Um, I am... Oh, my God. Let's edit that out. Okay. I am going with... Uh, yeah, no, I'm sticking with Victoria. The okay. winner of the first competition of uh, the season. And uh, I just hope she keeps doing what she's doing and she doesn't overboast about it uh, and gets too, uh, too chatty house in that regard and she just knows when to be serious and knows when to be overly social so uh victoria is my uh girl that i'm picking sorry tashan i know uh, montreal people got to stick together but uh you stuck yourself in a pretty boys alliance and uh it's kind of boring prove us wrong prove us wrong though please by all means please. represent montreal we need a montreal winner for crying out loud um <laughs> and yeah no that's it so so far, so good. Can't wait till Monday. 
Um, and uh, see what else they have in store for us. Do you have any kind of predictions on any twists, twists and turns? Uh, I have things that I don't want to have happen. Not a triple eviction. <laughs> no more triple. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, no, I feel like that would only be a U.S. thing. Um, Canada no has done one. They have. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> Sorry to no burst your bubble. Yeah. No one has learned. Yes. I, so that's I, all I, I don't want. That. Everything else I'm happy for. And Marsha can come back sooner rather than later. Yes, please. Marsha the Moose, I'm super down. Yes. Um, not down with them kind of making a COVID theme out of things, though, for the house. Um, I kind of like it, depending on what they do with it. The overgrown, the things have been abandoned for a year 2020 being the forgotten year or the lost year. I think a lot of people identify with that right now. So absolutely. I just, and I don't necessarily, I guess I should have looked at the pictures more or focused on some stuff. Uh, the house generally seems pretty almost uh, has a little bit more upkeep, I guess from last year, but it kind of looks almost the same because they're calling it the sequel. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, the continuation of last year, just with different guests and a few change-ups. Ah, but I, I thought, like, you know, you wouldn't kind of make it a COVID theme just because... Everybody needs an know, escape. Everybody needs an escape, and this is kind of their escape. But no, you're going into the Big Brother house. You get to hug people, though. 13 different people, or I guess now 12. 12 different people, and, uh, you know, be different. But it's just having all this COVID bull- hoopla everywhere <laughs> is kind of kind of not my bag. But, you know, it is what it is. It's what it is. We'll forget That's about it, it soon still- enough, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's just first impressions. They, Although they've done a lot, they haven't really have done a lot yet, technically. So I'm excited for one full week of Big Brother to happen. And uh, you bet your butt we'll have uh, some more to talk about next week, next Friday, for Big Brother. Um, aside from that, do you want them to uh, follow you anywhere? Any socials yet? No, no socials. Sorry, guys. <laughs> totally not, not on top of that at all. Um, it is International Women's Day this past week and events going on all month. Webinars being hosted by tons of tech organizations. So if you're see- wondering how the glass ceiling is going or somehow we fell into a 10-year disparity in women's advocacies and employers, um, thanks to the lovely COVID, um, there's a lot of different organizations hosting some conversations. So check them out all month. Oh, snap. Um, keep me posted on that. You're always so informative. Keep me posted on that, <laughs> uh, please. And I'll definitely post some links there as well. Um, sure. That sounds awesome. And yeah, as to, as on my end, uh, I'm not all that informative, but you can find all the stuff that I know and I do talk about at Real Talk Radio. Uh, sorry, excuse me, at Real Talk Radio 8 on Twitter, anchor.fm slash RTR. You'll want to personally follow me. You can follow me at JLB420. Um, and uh, that website is not going anywhere. So nothing's happening with the website. But anchor.fm slash RTR, follow me. I'll have the social medias and all the stream sites there. You can certainly check me out there. And on that note, here's to uh, a new Big Brother season. It's going to be heck of a season for us because not only do we have Canada, we also have the U.S. following up right after with season 23, which was announced at the end of 22. So certainly uh, it's going to be quite a road, but uh, we're going to focus on Big Brother Canada for now. And until next Friday, guys, thank you for listening. Ciao for now. Bye-bye. Ah.